there's a guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? What's the plan? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. Don't you worry, eh? I'm gonna get you out of here alive. I'm going to get you out of here alive. I love the rain. It's like angels are splooching all over us. You gotta be kidding me. You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dress as a court jester. It's coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire on. Three, two. What are you guys doing? What? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Blood sport. You know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. You fail to follow my orders in any way, and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. So this is the famous Suicide Squad. Any questions? Hello and welcome to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I'm Marcus E. Acco, and I attended the UK or London premiere of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Hi, I'm David Campbell, aka Producer Dave. And I too attended the premiere of The Suicide Squad. And I was there with Marcus, so we watched it together. Now the eagle-eared listeners amongst you would probably guess and probably be able to tell that uh, we've recorded this completely separately because the plan, the original plan was that we were gonna go watch the movie. And before we watched the movie, uh, we were gonna meet up, uh, do the intro to the episode. And then we were going to, you know, discuss our feelings about the, 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 you know, the previous Suicide Squad movie. And then we were going to come back and then do the outro after the movie. However, timings and, uh, you know, and different things just did not allow that to happen. So the way we're doing this particular episode is I'm doing my own recording separately and uh, producer Dave is going to do his own recording separately and he's going to splice it in between so I always I always like to give producer Dave a lot of work before we carry on in any situation any situation to get producer Dave to work I will take that opportunity so this is one that I'm getting him to do anyway so the today's episode is just focused on Suicide Squad the Suicide Squad if you will uh, and we'll talk a little bit about it. So we're going to jump, it'll, we'll jump straight into the uh, film and TV news slash spotlight segment, which is where we will talk about the movie. We will start off, first of all, by talking about our opinions of the previous Suicide movie uh, um, that came before. And then we will uh, have a little break where there's, uh, there's we've got a snippet of an interview as well as some uh, film clips from the recent Suicide Squad movie. And then we'll talk about our uh, verdict, if you will, uh, at the end, what we thought about the Suicide Squad film. So without any further ado, producer Dave is gonna kick us off into 
Film and TV news. So let's start off, first of all, by talking about our feelings about the previous Suicide Squad movie and whatever, it, you know, anticipation, whatever uh, feelings we had towards the second or the, the, the new Suicide Squad movie that was coming out. So we'll start off, first of all, with Suicide Squad. For the uninitiated, the Suicide Squad is a property of the DC uh, uh, extended cinematic universe, if you will. So in the universe that has the Superman, Batman, uh, Aquaman, you know, the Justice League, etc., uh, there is, a, there are some uh, group of villains, you know, like the minor villains, the minor uh, bad guys, if you will. Uh, what tend, what happens is obviously they get arrested, usually by Batman or usually by Superman, but it's mainly Batman that tends to do the arresting, and they get thrown into places like Arkham Asylum or uh, any other prison. There's another prison, I can't remember the, the name of it. Anyway, what then happens is there's this shady agency within the DC universe that what they do is they go and uh, sort of they take these prisoners and they embed a, uh, a an explosive device in the back of their their necks and they basically use them to go on missions to allow plausible deniability if you will so essentially they get these people you know these people who are meta humans they have various skill sets maybe powers um, that they can use and then they utilize these people to go and perform certain missions that the i believe it's called argos or argo i can't remember the name of the of the the organization uh, but that's what they do they then use them in these separate um missions now they call them the suicide squad because essentially the missions are very very dangerous and uh, the person who is leading, who runs this organization, uh, Amanda Waller, she basically has her finger on the button. So if any of the team step out of line, she will simply press the button and boom, their head gets blown off their necks. So that's basically what the concept of Suicide Squad is. Um, those people people who are fans of, I, I count myself as a fan of Suicide Squad. I found out about the, the um, concept, I found out about these uh, so these stories, not in the comic books, but in the animated series or animated film that was a few years before the Suicide Squad movie that came out in 2016. Anyway, so fast forward, 2016, after uh, the, I believe it was after Batman versus Superman, when Ben Affleck had already made his appearance as Batman, that's when Suicide Squad stepped in. So, and he even features in that in that film. So that film basically has Will Smith as the character Deadshot, um, Jared Leto plays the Joker, Margot Robbie plays Harley Quinn. She she makes a debut of Harley Quinn. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. And a number of other people as well pop up in in that. You've got David Harbour as, a, I think, a senator or something like that. And you've got a number of other people. Joel Kinnaman, uh, Jai Courtney. Uh, Joel Kinnaman is in there as Rick Flagg. He's a soldier who's basically tasked with leading the, the team. So he's not actually a criminal, but he's a soldier that works for Amanda, Amanda Waller. And she, he leads the team. So whichever team gets picked, he's the one that's leading it, Rick Flagg. And Jay, Jai Courtney, um, you might recognize him from Spartacus, the TV series, the first season, as well as Die Hard, uh, the, the one that went, they, they went to Russia, uh, Russia, Die Hard in the Motherland, something along those lines. I can't remember what, it's, I think five, Die Hard five. He plays Bruce McClane's, uh, not Bruce McClane, uh, John McClane's son. Anyway, Jai Courtney, he's in there as Captain Boomerang. Those of you who are familiar with DC property, that's who plays Captain Boomerang. Anyway, uh, it was directed by uh, David Ayer, if I'm not mistaken. It was written and directed by David Ayer in 2016. And I was looking forward to that movie coming out. I wanted it. I love anything that um, that Will Smith does. I think he's, I, I personally am a huge, I'm going to be a, a, a diehard fan of Will Smith. Uh, he played Deadshot in it, which is basically a character who, he, with you give him a gun, and he, he never misses his targets. He's amazing when he comes to shooting uh, various targets. So that's him. Uh, Margot Robbie stepping in. I love Margot Robbie as well. Again, I'm gonna I'm a diehard fan of Margot Robbie. Everything that she does, she's fantastic. And when she does Harley Quinn, she does Harley Quinn like nobody else. She's fantastic in that. Everybody said that. So essentially the plus 
the pluses that came out of the Suicide Squad movie in 2016, for me personally, it, I was disappointed by the movie because I had so high expectations going into that film um, because of all of these wonderful characters, these wonderful actors that are thrown together. And I'd just come off the high of Guardians of the Galaxy as well. We'll come back to that in just a second. Um, and uh, in, in fact, there, there, you know, there, there's talk that actually Guardians of the Galaxy and the success of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy basically influenced how Warner Brothers wanted to go with the Suicide Squad because David Ayer supposedly wanted it to be a lot darker. And uh, when uh, Warner Brothers saw how successful Guardians of the Galaxy was with its pop as you know, uh, it, it's it's pop aesthetic if you will with the music and and the pop culture and the gags etc they went in and recut suicide squad to give it that juge if you will and that's you know you can tell straight away from the very beginning as soon as it starts it's just you get hit by tons of um famous tracks and famous musical tracks um from that you get sympathy for the devil you get uh, uh, a whole bunch of other like very popular tunes kind of copying guardians of the galaxy and what they did anyway so the pluses for the suicide squad um i loved will smith's role i, I loved his portrayal of deadshot i absolutely loved uh, margot robbie's portrayal of harley quinn in that um and and a number of other characters kind of were well, they're good i like some of the story joel kinnaman i thought I love Joel Kinnaman in The Killing. I, I, was, I first saw him in the TV show called The Killing, and I, I thought he was wonderful in that. There hasn't been anything else after that, you know, prefix, or not prefix, just let's, let's preface that by saying, by the point of Suicide Squad, that impressed me about Joel Kinnaman. I think he's a great actor, but I think Suicide Squad in 2016 didn't give him, it, it, it wasn't good for him. He did his best, but you could tell he was just basically encumbered with the whole, you know, role of exposition. He had to explain who each person was and so on and so forth. There's one very clunker of a scene in that film where uh, there's a character called Kitana who shows up and he has to do the whole, you know, exposition as to who she is. And it's like, honestly, I'm pretty sure he was reading it himself and he was just going, please don't let me do this. Please don't let me do this. But anyway, it, so with you know just summarizing it i was disappointed with the suicide squad movie i watched it more than once so but that's because it's still it, you can switch off your brain and try and switch off your critical uh your your critique uh your cr critical functionality if you will i'm i'm saying that wrong but you know switch off the criticism switch switch off the inner crit critic in you and you may enjoy it for a romp that it is now that's where I'll stop at this point with regards to Suicide Squad 2016. I will hand over to Producer Dave. Producer Dave, can you tell us, what did you think of Suicide Squad from 2016? Okay, thanks, Marcus. Well, let me just say, firstly, I did not think that the original Suicide Squad film was that bad. I know that a lot of people say it was a really bad film for various reasons, and I can see where they thought it was a bad film. Uh, in, it, it was chopped really badly by the studio who were taking it in a different direction to the director. Um, it, it screams out for a director's cut, to be quite honest, because uh, there are a lot of scenes that were taken out of the film, which might have made, which would have made it, in actual fact, not might have, which would have made it a better watch. For me, in Suicide Squad, the original, uh, the standout, one of the standouts was Margot Robbie, who was uh, playing Harley Quinn. And I just thought her performance in that was absolutely brilliant. I, I, I just really, really, really fell in love with that character. I thought she was amazing. I thought the way she, uh, Margot uh, Robbie executed the character was fantastic. And she made that film all the more watchable for her performance, really, to be quite honest. Um, the interaction with uh, Joker, I, I wasn't that happy with, but again, uh, this is as a result of the studio taking in a, in a different direction to what the director, I believe, had originally planned. Um, yes, again, I say, I don't think it was as bad as 
it was painted as. Um, and I think and, and a lot of people did agree with me because it did take a lot of money and it did win an Oscar, even though it was only for um, best makeup or what have you. But it did do the business at the box office. Um, Will Smith as well as Deadshot, I thought he played really he played a really good part. I think he took his experience of playing Hancock and you could see elements of Hancock in Suicide Squad. So yeah, those two characters made the film better for me. I'm not saying that the film was good. Um, let me just make that very clear because I was asked by Michael who was at the cinema with us when I said to him, I didn't think it was that bad. He asked me, why, did you think it was good? And I said, no, I didn't say it was good. I said, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as a lot of people had made out to be. A lot of the critics really, really tore it to pieces, citing a mess of a plot and a whole raft of other issues. However, when I look at it from cinema goers point of view, just to actually just watch and be entertained, there was, enough in there to be entertaining. And without going into details, because Marcus has already given you a good synopsis, if you haven't seen it, watch it. You'll probably be entertained yourself. And you will probably agree with me, no, it is not brilliant, but it's not that bad either. Back to you, Marcus. So producer Dave told me his opinion very briefly when we went to go watch the new Suicide Squad, and I was shocked. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, hey, I'm not judging anybody on how they enjoy their films, what they, they find, um, you know, amazing, what they find great and so on. I just thought that when producer Dave told me his feelings of Suicide Squad, I thought he was wrong. But anyway, that's just my opinion. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we have just finished talking about Suicide Squad from 2016. Now, let's fill in some backstory before we play a, uh, a clip of a recording from, from, the, from the latest Suicide Squad movie. Anyway, so the, the Suicide Squad movie, the David Ayer Suicide Squad movie, didn't, it wasn't a critical success. It wasn't that great. A lot of people had issues with it. So it was, it, it was it, I mean, but it did do a little bit well commercially. I, like I said, I watched it multiple times. It, uh, so it did. So it basically, the fandom could see that there was a spark in the story. Everybody could see that there was a spark in the concept of the Suicide Squad. It just needed to be executed properly. Now, let's do a sidebar story on what was happening at the time. So at the time, and again, this is just from memory. I haven't done much of the research, but I remember some of this stuff. Some of you can probably tell me if I got it wrong or right or whatever. You can go and do your research. You can find it. Anyway, just listen to what I have to say. Side story. At the same time that this was going on. So like I said earlier, James Gunn had done Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 for Marvel. It was a smash success, rightfully so, because it is a fantastic film. I've said multiple times, it is one of my favorite of the Marvel, if not my favorite. Uh, in fact, my favorite Marvel film ties with, there, there's a three-way tie, if you will. And two of them are the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Anyway, James Gunn wrote, directed Guardians of the Galaxy, was amazing. He went and did Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, also amazing. It was fantastic. He started prepping to do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, wrote the script, I believe. And then uh, there were some issues with regards to some tweets that he had posted 10 years prior. Uh, and this is around the same time where it's, you know, it's, uh, in the media, the cancel culture, etc., was happening. And um, the tweets that there was a group of people who had sort of reported his tweets that he had done 10 years before to Warner Brothers and a knee not Warner Brothers sorry Marvel and Disney and the knee-jerk reaction that occurred was that James Gunn got kicked off uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now everybody who was a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2 including including the cast led by Dave Batista, I believe, and my memory might be a little bit off, but Dave Batista, who plays Drax in the Guardian of the Galaxy series, actually said something along the lines of he would actually quit or he was not going to, he didn't want to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 if James Gunn was not part of it. The 
the crew and the cast and crew were fully behind James Gunn. But James Gunn was fired. Disney were standing firm that they did not appreciate what he had he tweeted at that point. Warner Brothers seized the opportunity. They said, okay, we have an ensemble movie property, The Suicide Squad. We now see that James Gunn has been let out of his contract from Disney. And we know that James Gunn is amazing at these kind of films. So let us hire James Gunn. James Gunn said, you know what? I like the, the idea. I'll jump in and I'll do it. As long as I get to write it. Warner Brothers said, go with God, take everything, do whatever you want. And that is basically what um, happened with this. So James Gunn went, wrote uh, the script for Guardians of the Galaxy, sorry, um, for uh, The Suicide Squad, which was considered a, not a reboot. It was considered not a sequel, but is basically a Suicide Squad movie. So in the, in the sequence, I mean, the sequence of events, it happens after the first Suicide Squad movie. So even though yeah, you could, I, I don't know why, there are a lot of people saying it's not a sequel, but it kind of is a sequel. It happens afterwards. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So he went, he wrote that. And um, now before we start talking about the movie itself, you might you may already have gathered the fact that I'm a I'm a huge James Gunn fan. So I loved his I loved like mentioning just mentioning the first two um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One Volume Two. Uh, you know the work that he did in that I thought was fantastic. Um, and then the previous work that he's done prior to the Guardians of the Galaxy films, he did a film called Slither, which I absolutely loved as well. Um, and anyway, so I was a, I am a huge James Gunn fan. So I was super excited about the Suicide Squad as done by James Gunn. I tried to remove myself from, as I always do, especially with the Marvel product, I always try to avoid any of the trailers, any of the um, material, any promotional stuff. But obviously it just flooded the, the internet. I did happen to see who was going to be drafted into this film. Now, James Gunn has a tendency, every film that he does, he pulls in particular actors to come in and play roles in, their fil in his films. Uh, Michael Rooker, he has appeared in, if not all, most of um, James Gunn's films. Michael Rooker, you'll know him from the Guardians of the Galaxy series as Yondu Udonta. Um, he's in there. Uh, his brother, as um, James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn, also pops up in, he, he was popped up, he popped up in this film or in, in the credits anyway. Nathan Fillion, fantastic actor. I love this guy, 100%. From Firefly, from um, uh, the rookie now on um, it's it's now on Sky Witness uh, and a number of other properties that he's done. He also is a uh, James Gunn, uh, you know, repeat offender, if you will. So he popped up in this again. I didn't know whose character was going to be. I just knew he was going to be in it. Also, I knew that Will Smith wasn't going to be in it. However, Idris Elba was going to be brought into it. So immediately, I'm like, okay. I get you know I I will gush about these people. So immediately you're seeing that these people. It's all, all of this is setting me up to love this film. Bro brought back from the previous film, Harley Quinn. So Margot Robbie brought back to to uh, play Harley Quinn. Jai Courtney brought back to play Captain Boomerang. Joel Kinnaman brought back to play Rick Flag. Amanda Waller played by the awesome, the terrifically awesome Viola Davis brought back. So we noted that some people from the previous movie have been brought in. Um, and new people have been brought in as well, all to be supervised by James Gunn. Now I'm bringing you up to the point just before I went to go and watch this film. Oh, John Cena, forgot to mention, John Cena brought in as well uh, to come in. No, he's new, he's, he's been hired uh, a fresh cast, fresh added to the cast. I'm, I'm not going to mention any other people that have been brought in as well, but you can go and check the credit list, you'll see them list there. Anyway, so now I'm bringing you to the point where we're just now about to step into the cinema. But before we do that, I would like to throw to producer Dave. Producer Dave, you've already told us about your feelings about Suicide Squad from 2016. What were your feelings prior to going to watch The Suicide Squad when we went to watch it? Well, I've been looking forward to seeing it ever since I knew I was coming to the premiere. I deliberately did not watch any of the trailers that have been put out. Um, I stayed clear of any of the reviews. I only knew that um, there were a couple of people that were going to be in it. Idris Elba, Margot Robbie. And um, apart from that, 
not very much more. So I was going in with an open mind, looking forward to seeing what James Gunn had come up with and hoping that it was going to be better than the previous iteration and that Idris Elba would kick it as a uh, blood sport because um, I was actually going to, I knew I was going to miss Will Smith's uh, dead shot in there. I thought that um, he was going to be someone that was going to be irreplaceable, but I was looking forward to seeing this one anyway. So there you go. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And this is our The Suicide Squad episode of uh, Shoot the Breeze this week. So, so far, just as a quick recap, if you've missed, if you're just joining us on Resonance FM or for some reason, if you're listening to the podcast and you just skipped to this part, what we've talked about so far, we've given a quick uh, review, our opinions of the Suicide Squad movie from 2016, the David Ayer Suicide Squad movie from 2016. We've talked about the sort of a very brief history of the uh, the reasons why James Gunn came on board to do The Suicide Squad. And we've basically now come to the point where we've now shown up at the theater in this uh, Cine World in Leicester Square for the London premiere of The Suicide Squad. Now, a, pro- a proper professional would have been doing some interviews while we were there, would have been recording stuff, talking to you know audience members before we went in and so on and so forth but as you know us we're not that you know we're not great professionals in fact producer dave turned around to me while we we're in the cinema and he said to me should we be recording shouldn't we be recording these people as they're talking and at that point it was when uh, a moderator had just brought on to the stage peter capaldi who's also in the suicide squad as the thinker uh, which is a character in suicide squad um, so he'd just come on stage with one of the producers and they were talking. So we started recording. That's the point at which we started recording. So uh, here is Peter Capaldi and uh, one of the producers of The Suicide Squad doing a quick introduction before we began watching the movie. This is 100% that. Peter, how did that feel then, being in the mind of James Gunn? It's like being in a, a G- James Gunn ride in a theme park. Yeah. Uh, but they pay you, which is great. <laughs> I mean, you just mentioned the cast. The cast is huge. So many famous faces that you're going to see from the beginning, literally. Um, you know, you work with fellow Brit, Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, I'm not asking you to choose, but if you had to, who's your favourite? Oh, they were so all amazing, but I think I had a soft spot for uh, David Desmalchian, who plays Polka Dot Man, who is like the lamest superhero ever. <laughs> like, I don't even know what is what is Polka Dot Man's special power. He creates polka dots. What kind of what kind of hopeless power is that? Well, you will see. <laughs> and he was great, David, and played it beautifully. But they all they were a fantastic cast, you know, really witty and and and. and disciplined and funny and wonderful to be around. I felt really privileged to be there. Do you feel like the team really pushed it with this film? Oh yeah, I think everybody wanted to be there. Everybody enjoyed being part of this film. You know, sometimes you you, you, you do a, a movie and not everybody wants to be there and it can become a bit of a miserable experience. Everybody wanted to be here. Everybody wanted to be in the rain. Everybody wanted to get their costumes on and go out there and be a nasty, badass superhero. So it was great. I mean, who when it came to the cast, Peter, did you kind of work with James Gunn on kind of like selecting exactly who was meant to fit which role? You know, James wrote the script with a lot of actors in mind, specifically Idris for uh, for Bloodsport, and obviously we had Margot reprising her role from uh, of Harley Quinn. But ultimately, when we were able to land Peter Capaldi, we knew that we were going to be okay. That's what it really came down to. It's all about you, this film. Oh, it is. Well, that's right. When you see the film, you'll say, what was he doing at the premiere? Why was he? Well, obviously, all the others were not available. And that is correct. <laughs> now, guys, what is one thing that you would like this audience here tonight take away from watching The Suicide Squad? You know, I hope that this is the movie that... Uh, proves why we need to be back in theaters. It's a big, bold, exciting ride. Um, you know, really, fasten your seatbelts, you're gonna love it. And 
don't get too attached to any of the characters because uh, there's a lot of death coming up. That's a lot, a lot of your friends, go. Yeah, yeah, no, I think everything said, Peter said is right. Yeah, it's just great to be back in a cinema and uh, tell your friends to come back and see lots of movies, but safely. <laughs> Guys, please enjoy it. The round of applause. So after that, and so that was our point where we went and we recorded that, but we didn't get to record anything else while we we're there, which is shame on us, on us. Producer Dave, you should be you should be ashamed of yourself. You should control me better. I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. Producer Dave does amazing work for the show as it is. Uh, but yes, anyway, so we then had that introduction and then we began watching the Suicide Squad movie. Now uh, we're just gonna we're gonna play some clips from the Suicide Squad movie. But we're not going to do any spoilers. We will just talk about our feelings about the movie straight after these clips. Hand. Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all going to die. I hope so. Here's the deal. We failed the mission. You die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth. Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. You gotta be kidding me. You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dress as a court jester. This is coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire three, two. What are you guys doing? What? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. And I'm producer Dave. So we've talked about the old Suicide Squad movie in 2016, the David Ayer Suicide Squad movie. Uh, we've talked about the brief history of James Gunn coming onto the project to do the Suicide Squad movie. We've talked about some of the characters and actors uh, that were brought back from the previous movie and some new people, fresh blood, who were brought in. And our review, this is now our review of the Suicide Squad. I'll call it James Gunn, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I absolutely loved it. I was enamored from beginning to end. Every single joke that I caught landed successfully. I don't think there was a single weak link in the entire cast. I think everybody played their parts wonderfully. I thought it was very well paced. I thought that the uh, the action sequences were very well done. In fact, let me let me throw a negative in there. Um, the first few occurrences or first few appearances of Harley Quinn in particular, I was worried. I was worried because, like I said, with every single iteration of Harley Quinn that Margot Robbie has done, which is the first uh, Suicide Squad, and I admit, didn't men mention this part, um, she did Birds of Prey or The Emancipation of One Fantabulous Harley Quinn. I think that's the name. Um, she was amazing as Harley Quinn. There were issues with the Birds of Prey movie, but we'll, that's not what we're talking about now. Anyway, so she comes in to this one and the the it was there, there were bits where I was like, oh, please, please, I hope, I hope it gets better with Harley Quinn. And like a like being struck by the Harley Quinn baseball bat, she smacked me across the head and said, what are you trying to say? And she brought it. Margot Robbie killed as Harley Quinn in James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Idris Elba. Okay, so here's another thing. Um, so uh, myself, uh, did, uh, producer Dave, went to go and watch this film, as well as a friend of the friend of the show, friend of mine for years, and godfather to my uh, newly born son, Michael Amaria, actor Michael Amaria. We all sat down and we watched this, and Michael leaned into me at one point in the cinema, and he said to me, 
I think this is the best I've ever seen Idris Elba. He has been a very harsh critic of Idris Elba. Whenever we talk, and he's very, he's very candid about it as well. It's like he's very critical about various actors' performances. And he looked at me and he said, this is the best I've seen Idris Elba. And I fully endorse that. I fully agree with it. Although I think, actually, I, I, I liked him in a whole bunch of other stuff that he's done. But Idris Elba uh, in, this, in, in, in this movie, he was just on point and he played blood he plays blood sport which is kind of a replacement of dead shot um so he's a he's a great shot as well his thing is that any any weapon if you give him any weapon he can turn it into a into he can make it deadly so he can turn anything deadly that's basically what he is so he comes in he's he just he crushes it he crushes it my favorite character of the of the film, John Cena. He plays pe uh, Peacemaker. He just John Cena, the wrestler. He is basically. I, I I wouldn't go as far as saying he's usurping the Rock's throne because the Rock is now established right up there. He's had at least a good decade or so to establish himself as an actor. The Rock has fully made that transition from wrestler to actor. So now, if you mention the Rock or you say Dwayne Johnson, everyone thinks actor Dwayne Johnson they don't really think wrestler Dwayne Johnson I think John Cena is still straddling that mainly because he has only recently started um knocking it out of the park if you will with the acting roles I know he did a few uh straight to DVD stuff back in the day uh which was good but then it was from uh one of uh, Amy Schumer's films that he uh, what is it called? Trainwreck. He, he showed his amazing comedic chops and it was a Tina Fey movie afterwards. Um, he just, he rocked it there as well. And a whole bunch of other stuff that he's done. You know, started doing very well. And he comes in as Peacemaker and dude crushes it, in my opinion, anyway. Here's Idris Elba, Bloodsport, and John Cena, Peacemaker, talking about their roles in The Suicide Squad. Getting into character, when we rehearsed it, we didn't see our costumes, we saw images, but when we see each other in it, it really does sort of bring it all to life. The Suicide Squad is just a twisted fantasy of characters. And, you know, when you put the costume on, that is like half your performance. It fits quite snug to his body. It looks like, yeah, that's a suit, but then it turns into almost everything except for a car and a kitchen sink. I mean, it really does, you know, it's, it's the ultimate in warfare. Between Bloodsport and Peacemaker, they're sort of both sort of vying for like a top, top position. Dubois is like, I'm the leader. Peacemaker's like, you're the leader. You know, and there's a little rivalry that goes on. It's quite funny and we play it out and play it out in different moments. So you have audience demand out there for taking the name and kind of flipping it on its head and seeing if we can do something new, which is gonna happen. And then you have a guy like James at the helm whose specialty is taking these surreal environments and the not so known names, because the, the very well known names are often easy to define and the, the story isn't challenging or sometimes isn't challenging to a creator like him, taking the not so known names and making them really, really special. And the audience establishes an intimate connection to these people. So you're gonna take like 18 no names and by the end of the movie, they'll all be superheroes. Waller is assembling an A-team of convicts. So is there really an A-team when they're convicts? No, the, all of these folks are where they're at because they've done some pretty bad stuff. And I think that's why they're unique characters. And it, it really, everybody does such a fantastic job. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And this is our The Suicide Squad episode of uh, Shoot the Breeze. Joel Kinnaman comes in and he does what I expected him to do as Rick Flagg. He, he just, he, again, he, bring, he brought the wit and the swagger from the killing and he crushes it in this as well. I'm just going to be start listing loads of people that I thought. Amanda Waller, uh, Viola Davis. Again, Viola Davis can step, she can't step wrong in any film she does. But she when she played Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad, it was very restrained. You still she still did the role justice, but 
you could tell she wasn't feeling it in this one. Oh boy, was she feeling it. She was chewing up scenery. It was just great. And then my boys, Nathan Fillion, Michael Rooker, James, uh, Sean Gunn, all of them stepping in and just crushing everything that they need to do. It just, it was, it, it was fantastic. It was colorful. It was imaginative. <coughs> it was, it was suspenseful, <coughs> not suspenseful. It was suspenseful. And it was, uh, there's a tagline that they have for the film, which is don't get attached because the whole idea of the Suicide Squad is they are expendable, right? So don't get attached. Here's the one thing I'll tell you, and I'm not going to tell you who dies, who survives. All I will tell you is do not get attached to anybody. Do not get attached to anybody because the moment you start thinking, well, this person's going to survive, this person's going to survive, they, they'll die. They, you know, you just, they'll, they'll just cat. And the people that you think this person's not going to survive, they survive and so on. Um, but I mean, the, the, the very film savvy of the, those who are very film savvy, you will probably be able to pick out who would survive and who wouldn't. And like I did, I kind of guessed who would end up alive and who would end up dead. There were a couple of things that I was like, oof, all right, that tricked me. But anyway, either way, it is a, it is just an amazing, it's an exhilarating movie. I've watched it once. I, I, I came back home to the family and I said, y'all need to watch this film. We are going to watch this film as soon as it comes out. And it's coming out the 30th. It's coming out Friday, the 30th. Um, go and watch it. It is just, it is basically, it is, it is, it, it, I, this is not, with no hyperbole, hyperbole, sorry, with no hyperbole, it is now my favorite DC movie, period. It is. Think any of the Superman movies, any of the Batman movies. Um, yes, and I'm I'm even including. Oh, this is this is dangerous. Now that I think about it, I'm thinking. Well, hold on. What about Christopher Nolan's Batman Begin and and Dark Knight? Okay, so I'm not going to put a tie. I'm not going to put ties at all. I will, however, I will say my favorite, my favorite DC movie is The Suicide Squad. Immediately followed by the Dark Knight, the, the the Dark Knight, then followed by Batman Begins. Before we go and start touching any of the other stuff that's there, it just leagues above everything else. The Suicide Squad by James Gunn is just amazing. Anyway, that's just my opinion. Producer Dave, what did you think about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad isn't a sequel per se. It's more like a complete remake without some of the characters that were in the first film. Most notably absent, of course, is Will Smith's Deadshot, replaced in this film by Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Other returning characters are Margaret Robbie, reprising Harley Quinn, of course, as well as Joel Kinnaman, reprising his role as Red Flag. And we mustn't forget Viola Davis, who, as Amanda Waller, the head of Task Force X, aka the Suicide Squad, shows how seedy she can be. I maintain that the 2016 film isn't that bad, mainly for me for the Harley Quinn backstory and Will Smith's Deadshot. However, the Suicide Squad completely, totally stomps all over it. Right from the start, you know that James Gunn had a team that was out for blood and they get it. Having said that, don't think the film is lacking in humour sorely missing from the first outing. You'll be cackling and or laughing out loud within minutes of the start. And the interplay between Bloodsport and Peacemaker will have you in stitches at various points. This is not a Disney film. There are F-bombs aplenty, snatches of naked bodies, blood, gore, the works, all served up on a platter worthy of a trauma film. There are moments of sweetness in the film, however, the Ratcatcher 2, played by Daniela Melkor, is lovely and innocent until she goes all Willard on you. James Gunn takes advantage of DC's willingness to have him on board and has a huge set, as he says in his own words. I wanted to do it all practically. So we did do a, most of it practically. We obviously didn't have a real building, but we built a set that was gigantic and moved. <laughs> 
<laughs> and went upside down that could fill with water and then spill water out of a hole. And it was like, I don't know, 60,000 tons of water or something. It was insane. He also confesses his love for the original Suicide Squad comics. Take a listen. This is a testament to what John Ostrander gave me back in the late 80s when he started writing The Suicide Squad. And I go, wow, this is really something different. This is really self-aware. This is fun. It's black ops through crappy supervillains. And this movie is a sequel to John Ostrander's comics more than it is anything else. James Gunn also describes how he sees the characters in his film. I look at them on a sort of continuum from, from goodness to not so goodness. And there are characters who are innately pretty good, like Ratcatcher 2. I think she's an innately good human being. Uh, then there's the people like Bloodsport who are probably have some goodness in them, but it's long been buried through years of, uh, you know, abuse of himself and of himself by other people. There's the crazies like Harley, who isn't bad necessarily, but she definitely is morally unhinged. And there's King Shark, who is part fish, so he has the morality of a fish, basically. Uh, and then we have the more malevolent people like the thinker, um, who actually are, are not only, you know, they're not just amoral, you know, they're not just, they're actually looking to cause pain. Of all the new characters that you meet and greet in the Suicide Squad movie, my favorite is still Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, and she describes her to a T right here. Harley is a catalyst of chaos. I always think of her that way, and I actually think it's better when she doesn't have to be your moral center or even your emotional center all the time because it just gives her more leeway to behave, I think, more authentically like her, which is to be unpredictable, like you know, morally ambiguous. And she operates so well with other people around her. Reading the script, James is, he's such a visionary director. You know, you know, you can tell that the scope of the project is just gonna be massive, which it was. Um, and it's also, his humor is just so bizarre and funny. Like the more specific something is, sometimes I feel like the more funny it is. And his humor is like incredibly weird and specific. I saw it on a big screen and it's, I mean, it, people are gonna freak out when they see this. It's so, if there was ever a movie to go to the cinema to see, it is this one because it's, it's huge and insane and it's, fun and funny and weird and the music's incredible and it's really emotional and everyone really has like, like I think people genuinely cry in places and really laugh out loud in places. So yes, I did enjoy the film and yes, you must go and see it, if only to go and see what the polka dot man can do. New character to me and I have to say one that I would like to see again, to be quite honest. Um, you, you, you will not believe uh, his powers, how he uses them, why he uses them, and the methodology behind the way he uses them. Um, you, you will enjoy it, I'm telling you. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And again, I just, I cannot, I cannot just stop effusing about this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm using words that I think are incorrect, but I'm just going to keep saying it anyway. It was a fantastic thrill ride of a movie. Um, I, I think it's like if a oh, few bits of warning. If you are squeamish, yeah, be wary. I'm not going to tell you don't watch it. Still watch it because I, I, you know, Warner Brothers and James Gunn and the Suicide Squad. They don't need me. And this is, you know, there are going to be people who's like, oh, yeah, you've been paid enough. No, it doesn't. No, it, it I wasn't paid anything for it. Um, to, I wasn't paid anything. To, I wasn't. Yeah. Free ticket to go and watch the, you know, for the preview to go and watch this film. I'm still I'm going to pay that back because I'm going to we're definitely going to if I the moment I get the opportunity to go back into cinema to watch this again, I'm going to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it on TV when I get the chance to download it and get my own copy so I can rewatch it over and over again. I'm going to do exactly that because James Gunn just smacked it out of the park with the Suicide Squad. I, I laughed consistently right through. I was engaged with every single character. There were just the scenes, just as you were plotting along, you just because these are bad guys. That's the whole idea. The Suicide Squad are 
bad guys. They are all bad guys, but they are forced to do something good, right? Or they're forced to work on the side of good, if you want to call it that, because who is really good in this situation? You check it out and it just, so be, when you get that sort of dynamic that's, or that paradigm that's set up where you've got bad guys forced to do things that are good, it means that you, you know, you might be expected to constantly do something that's good, but then they end up not doing that, right? They end up doing bad things and you're like, okay, I see where this is going. And again, no spoilers. But what we're gonna do, and, and I, I'm, I, because I really want to talk more. I want to talk more about the film. I, I'm gonna wait again until I rewatch it a second, a third time. I'm gonna wait for some time to pass. We'll get the opportunity to 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 watch it to let loads of people watch it, and then we're gonna do a spoiler episode of the Suicide Squad, where we're gonna talk tons about it. You've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I want to thank everybody uh, who has been listening to us, either on Resonance FM, Resonance 104.4 FM, or, or downloading the podcast on your various podcast catching apps. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Uh, on Resonance FM, we're taking a little break because it's the summer holidays. Uh, we will still maybe do a couple of podcast-related episodes. So if you're still downloading the podcast, don't worry, we'll still try and give you your weekly fix as we can. And then we'll be back in in the autumn to carry on with various interviews and we can talk more. This autumn is going to be very special when we come back because we'll have far more things that we want to talk about, various projects that yours truly is going to be involved in or at least trying to get off the ground. And I'll talk more about that back then when we come back. But I want to use this opportunity to thank you all very much for listening. I want to thank Resonance FM for giving us the opportunity to rabbit on about films and television shows. Uh, I have been Marcus E. Ako. And I'm still producer Dave. Saying thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back here again next week. And go and check out Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Go check it out. James Gunn. James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Go check it out. <laughs>